You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a bead special this week in the show. We are delighted to be joined by the manager, Brian Young. Brian, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm really looking forward to it, buddy. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on as always. And we're joined as well by Bees player with the right back, Connor McGlinchey. Connor, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you on the channel. Thanks very much for joining us today. Cheers, mate. My first fan of these. You know No. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he promised to behave so it's not his last guy, he said. Right, <laughs> Keep it clean, we'll be fine. But we'll move into kind of talking about the, the season you've had so far. We'll touch a wee back on uh, something just before we get into your season. Obviously, the news yesterday about Pollock and Evan Dick's been mocked out the, the Junior Cup due to the incident at the, at the game last week. Which, what was your kind of thoughts on that? Were you surprised? Aye. I was, to be honest with you. Look, listen, don't get me wrong. Look, there's probably three sides to every story, and I've got um, each side and the truth. But, um, look, I see, for me, I'm disappointed a wee bit, right? But not just because of the outcome. I don't know the investigation. I don't know the full story. But, see, for us, is you want to go and win it, and you want to go and win it against the best teams, and you want everybody to be... You want to win it the right way. For folk to get knocked out... And, it's a bit of a shame, man. Look, we don't know. I don't. You're only hearing rumours, aren't you, Scott? So That's look, the you thing, can't judge anybody, and it's pure rumours, isn't it, pal? So the, the biggest thing for us is, oh, in my time in juniors, I've seen a lot worse. Look, I've I've seen teams have police horses come on the park and everything, and not nothing really severely happened. I've I've seen a lot worse, but look, when fifty cups come in this day and age, um, it's probably maybe that maybe the right decision, but in the same breath. I don't think the two teams will be too happy, you know. Nah, it was, it was kind of one of those things, and it? it's it's unfortunate, but obviously the kind of the rules are there, and if the the kind of governing bodies feel they violated them, then it's probably the right course of action. But again, it's something we've kind of following, but we don't really know the full details. But once we once we do, we'll kind of find out what's what's happened. But Connor, what was your thoughts on it? See, to be fair, Urban versus Bonnie Rig a few years ago was probably worse than what the video looked. We had, uh, there was fans actually jumped into the lake. If you've been to Bonnie Rig, it's like the tunnel is just a... Don't a be a grass, two, Connor. Don't be a grass. A two-metre width bit, and a fan just started jumping on and touting players for Bonnie Rig because we scored in the last minute to beat them. You uh, still, you love a last minute. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I made it one each, Big Mark McLaughlin. <laughs> well, I knew there was a story, there was a goal in there, didn't we? Uh, uh, I only remember the ones I score. Don't remember the ones I miss. Uh, no, but always I thought Urban looked well. Being there, it was worse than what Pollock man looked. So I think it's a bit harsh, to be fair, but it's funny, it's, it's not up to us. You want, you, want, you, want, you want a club to be put out of the cup due to football reasons and yeah. I'll leave it there but look listen 
you're right if the authorities have made the decision, that's the decision they're making, and that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, we'll move on to talking about, about the, the season you've had so far. He's a Saturday eighth in the league, six wins, four draws, four defeats. But to the start of the season, would you, would you took that at this time? Obviously, it's been kind of up and down, a kind of good runs, a couple of bad defeats. What should have been kind of your thoughts of the season so far? Scott, I appreciate your question, then, right? And I'm going to do something a wee bit different here, right? And I'm going to put you in the spot for a wee change. How do you think I should feel right now with that score? And tell your honest opinion. What do you think? See, to be fair, I think that the results can have. I've only, I've not watched. I've not seen you. I've seen you once this season, I think. And you were. I think it was a Darvel game. I think I'm right in saying Darvel were the better team. I think that's fair to say. I think you're in glory there, but right, okay. <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. No, listen, I okay. No, right. Um, so what do you think? What do you think your results in? What, what, what do you What do you think? Uh, you can I put me in the spot there. It's usually me that's asking the questions. Uh, no, uh, no. I was just thinking for an outsider like that. That's sometimes that these are the opinions. Like you're right. You've not been at many of our games, but you follow the West of Scotland very, very closely and quite look, listen very high detail. And I was thinking to myself, well, what's your thoughts on it? Do you think we've done all right? Do you think we could have done better? I know, I know a few draws that I would have thought you'd, you would win. Right, so listen, that that's my point exactly, right? So mm-hmm. what you've just said there, and we spoke about it probably last year as well, was my, I was the, the biggest critic for me was we drew too many games. Yeah. We spoke about I mean, Saturday's probably the best example of that, I would say. Saturday, Troon. Yeah, Ben Bob. There's games like like that that we want to win the game, mm-hmm. and we're coming away with a draw. So for me, yeah, it's been very. It's been drawing too many games is no good enough. Um, if you want to be competitive at the top end of the table, not losing games of football is great. It's great. It's a great. You know, going undefeated. It's great. It's, it's superb. It sounds good, but drawing's just as drawing too many games is just like getting beat too many games you know so but in a positive note the boys have been fantastic great running honestly they've been digging in great and look we're all learning together um, the character's been super within the team so yeah I has it fuck it's been a bit bitty starting honestly <coughs> in it but uh, it's like that and it? it's like that sort of start but hey but we're moving forward and I feel as if we've got a good run going forward now Saturday's mm-hmm. result Saturday's result was a wee bit flat uh, made us a wee bit flat but I'll tell you what we've had built a wee bit of momentum and um, the spirit's great within the camp to be honest with you Connor what's been your thoughts at the start of the season are you kind of taking the positives more than the negatives or is it kind of been kind of stop start what's your, been, your, your kind of thoughts so far enough mate but I can, I can be honest about it it's, I feel as if you're inconsistent but like what you said there we're we are building it we're, we're getting to, towards where we want to be playing-wise, but at the same point, I think we're quite naive at times, where, like, I started there, I thought, we looked as if, we were 3-1 up, thought the game was done, but it wasn't. It was, evidently, it wasn't. And, it's a sucker punch, because Saturday was, honestly, I can't stress enough how annoyed I was on Saturday, but at the same point, we've not been beat, I think that's 11 games, no been beat or something, and, you just have to keep zero league. It's the hardest league you, you could play in. Every right. week, every week you're going to be Talbot away, Davo at home, 
rather going at home or rather going away, every game's a pure slog. Mm. And I think we are, we're getting there. That's, that's the only way I can really put it, but is we're getting there. Training's brilliant every week. Tempo's high. All the boys are enjoying it. And I don't know, man, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to say just because obviously the results reflect inconsistency, but we're getting there. Do you feel, sorry, Scott, sorry. Say, do you feel that, um, that I feel as if it's like Saturday's a, a perfect example of 85 minutes to a game and, we're, and then they five minutes. I feel as if there's times where at this moment in time for individual errors or different, we're getting punished for them severely. So, you know how sometimes where you, you maybe ride that and you maybe get away with it? And I'm not saying that's down to luck or whatever. It's just about cutting out the individual errors at certain times and decision-making within certain times. If we can get the consistency of that, the general play and the way that we go about our business and how hard we're working, etc., has been fantastic. It's been great. From the start of the season to where we are now, we've just grown and grown and grown and grown. I feel as if the momentum's going forward. I feel we're getting really punished for just individual errors at times. It's been evident that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to clarify. It wasn't the Darvel game. It was actually that was a co-winning game. Oh well, you're not going. I totally agree with that again. Yeah. That was the that was the last game you lost, wasn't it? See the kind of big losses to kind of Pollock and the Buffs were they hard to take Butch because of the kind of man of the goals you were conceding Aye Oh fine Aye well Aye um, Yeah I will put aye There's a lot of sleepless nights there and thinking how does this get better and um, what Aye Listen there is a lot of that especially me being new Um, Aye I'm always always holding myself accountable and thinking what could I have done better and yeah, I, I, the Paul one especially, um, the co-winning game, I hurt, obviously, it did, it really did hurt. Um, Corners fending off in the game. I you get sent off that day, that's right. Same, in the same no, they, get two, they, they get two goals, um, a bit of magic, you know, and um, the first half was pretty itchy peachy and it was, isn't it great? Probably could win an edge, to be honest with you, they were the better, but without really creating crazy amounts of chances and, the Pollock game, game we got another guy sent half and then before you know it it was just a bummer we we'd still be playing out to be honest with you Scott and I don't think we'd have scored that day um, it was just one of the games you know but as we said we've dusted ourselves down and we've reacted Connor's right because every game is a Pollock a Kowinin a Talbot you know or a Benberg a Bonington a Blantyre you know at Glen Afton it, there's not an easy game in this league no. but you know what it's exciting it's brilliant and how good is that it's, it's so good yeah, definitely. Connor, there's big wins in there as well against, obviously, a 5-0 win against Largs, 4-0 at home at Hurlford. There's some big positive games. What's been kind of the highlights of the season for you so far, game-wise? I think the Largs one was a big one because it was straight after we could beat Afcumnock in the first game of the season. I think the boys, we were all getting into the season expecting us to go and play and go and just wipe our teams. I think a lot of boys wanted that to go and happen and it didn't happen that day so when it came to the Wednesday and we played Largs we just blew them away mm-hmm. like we like we should be doing in my opinion we should be going out and blowing teams away but again it is a every game's hard but that that is probably the best we've played maybe Hurlford as well actually Hurlford is probably the best we've played actually I'd say 4-0 against a team that's above us in the room yeah 
uh, and a lot of teams just seem to be struggling to beat them. And we, they came to Bellsdown, we just we put a foot down. That was it. Worked hard to the 90th minute, never gave him a sniff. Never gave him a sniff. See the see that kind of Horrorford game, it's kind of keen to point out that, but obviously the league's kind of not went the way everybody kind of thought, but a lot of the kind of big teams like Talbot, the Buffs, Pollock, they're all kind of, they're all kind of where we thought they would be at the start of the season. What was your target at the start of the season? Was it to be amongst them or are you kind of where you think you, where you right now is where you thought you would be? Like, where's, where was the kind of targets at the start of the season? Lifting the trophy. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm, I can't even, honestly, not- I know. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like the, the committee laugh and stuff like that as well. See if I, I put any targets on eighth, ninth. What is that saying to my players? Like, uh, come on! Like, and all, and all seriously, even even the now, I'm still thinking, how not? Like what? What? What can harm if they blah? Like, that guy's not a realist. But at the end of the day, see if you're competitive within the league and you're getting good runs. It leads good steads and cup runs, etc. It just breeds a healthy, healthy dressing room. Everybody's happy when you're winning games of football. So that's. That, that's it. And I'm not even lying. It was us to go and win. And Connor's right. We started the season thinking we're going to go and blow teams away. Mm-hmm. Like, we're ready. We're ready for this. I felt it was if we were fit enough. And, and we just, there was maybe a wee couple of things missing. And then, fuck, wait, I'm leaving what I talk about players missing and all that because it's happened to absolutely everybody, you know. And sometimes you go, oh, God, we've got the worst luck in it. It just seems like that because that's how close you are to it. But no, nah, we. We're getting consistency now and we're getting players back. And I feel as if the fitness within the squad's getting so Connor greets about it, but we're getting so much fitter, I would say, about about the um about the squad. And <laughs> but I know it's it's great. And uh, yeah, you're right. Um the, the likes of the Huffle game, I thought we were really impressive that day. Um I and uh, but you, and then you see them and you, everybody thinks oh there's Hurford. They were undefeated all the way up to then. We go and blow them away and then they go on this crazy run and um, I and I, I hate talking about games when we get beat, but I really thought the best that I've seen is the most exciting that I've seen is was probably the first half against Darvel. Um, I thought we were really, really up for it, and it was just we looked like a proper side. And then moments that we get beat still, so that first half's irrelevant now to me. But yeah, there was there was spells in that game. I thought, wow, we if we can keep this consistency, we could be really, really at it. I so that was exciting to be fair. Connor, obviously for kind of last year, obviously we know the, the season stopped and every, you know, it was a few months where you weren't playing. What's it been like getting back into the kind of routine of playing? Obviously it was Saturday, Wednesday at the start of the season. Has it been good just to get back on the pitch and get playing football as much as possible? Aye, I could have told my head out, honestly. Ever, see, since I've been a wee guy, it's just always been football. It, my missus even knows that football comes first. She's wanting me to go away Monday nights and I'm like, no, I've got training. That I'm there. I get paid to be there. So that's it. Football comes first. And honestly, it seemed that I was after that six months. It was just hell. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, scra- you're scratching and kicking a ball, kicking an imaginary ball about the house. But, you know what I mean? You're just, I wanted that back so badly. It was unreal. Even if it meant you were doing it illegally or whatever. I was dying to do it. We never done that, by the way. Let's just put that. No, we there. never. I was away kicking the ball about my pals. Every 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 day when I was at work, I was away doing the astro with my pals, just kicking the ball about, doing some fitness drills, whatever. I was away just doing it. I think I, I was doing it with. Don't grass them. 
No, I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> good decision. Good decision. So, so uh, I have to admit, Scott uh, Connor has been probably the ultimate pest regarding that, right? In, in a good way. So it just showed yeah. the, the guy's mentality and how much he loves football. And, and, and listen, seeing the same breath and what it meant to everybody's mental health to just get out there and be about the boys and that again, it was so important, you know? So, um, yeah, Connor was that, always that. like, when can we get a part? Like, what, what's happening? Can we get something booked? And do you know what? And he's, in his defence, and we've done PT sessions and stuff, and he hated them, like, but <laughs> I feel as if it was important for us because it was really all we could do. Um, I need to it. It was good, wasn't it? How good was it? Not any good. <laughs> so still, that's how good it was. That's exactly that's the response you're looking for as a manager, isn't it? <laughs> Boys will try to go to the work next day and couldn't feel their ass. <laughs> It was have you just been bent here? Nicole was superb, brilliant, brilliant. I was delighted with her. But see, obviously, kind of, again, touching on that kind of shutdown where it was a few months in no playing, obviously the fans weren't there for the first week while and then they're back. How big has it been to have the, the fans back at the stadium and you know, getting back to normal and from a football perspective? Um, the only way that... So... It's been it's been weird, and I feel as if maybe some folk are a wee bit apprehensive still about fully committing and coming. And and and, and look, you've seen that probably with volumes. Now, um, one game, which I was probably my first derby. Connor's been involved in a couple, but it's not been one in a while. And the Coburnley game was honestly, Scott, it was electric. It was brilliant fireworks before the game, and it just felt like fans are back. That that was the moment. And you know what? And we, with success and stuff like that, it can breed that on a weekly basis. You, you would hope so, but it's still that derby feel. It was, do you know what? That was one of the first times that I all genuinely did think, by the way, wow, fans are back and this is what we play football for. This is what me as a player, me as a man, this is the days that I'm thinking, wow, this is a moment. And it's all about now making it the best day ever by going and getting the result. See, if you don't get the results, see all the fireworks and all that, that's irrelevant. But you go and get the result, it makes a day. So, yeah, that, that, that I have to admit, so important. And last thing, it helped us. Connell, it helped us. It was brilliant that day. It was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? I thought, brilliant. Especially when you get to go and celebrate with the fans when you score against, like Coburnley or your Talbots, whatever it did. As soon as you score, you get that lift. That adrenaline just goes through your body. Whether you score or you set up one or somebody else, you're not to do with it. You still get the same feeling all the time. You, you can't like last year when we had no fans when we first started it and we had no the end it was brutal mm. it was weird as well obviously like, the kind of changing in the cars and things like that was it, did it just feel like it was just like training games a wee bit aye in a, in a sense aye just get, like you could hear everything you didn't hear any like heckles or like the usual banter you get and you, you have a wee chuckle at yourself when you're on the park about it it's just, it's, it's just no the same. It's hard to explain, but it's just no the same whatsoever. If I was and being I, honest, Connor, last year you scored some wonder goals, mate, at important times and big moments in the games. And I'm thinking, Scott, that he's jumping at the, the crowd are gone ballistic. You know, these are moments where you're yeah, taking yeah. photographs and you're seeing everybody jumping about. That it got lost a wee bit because obviously yeah. you didn't have it. Obviously, we are celebrating and all that and we're trying to stream the game so that fans can see it. But it's... Every day all together would have just been a moment, wouldn't it, mate? It would have been superb, but it would have been great. Definitely. 
See the obviously the the junior cup as well. It's a, a competition he's won in the past few years. Good start. Win, wins against Modern Coulter. I hope I'm pronouncing them right. But then it's a, obviously a way to Garkiel in the third round. Butch, how big a competitions are? Obviously, you're a one of the one of the clubs that have chosen to kind of take part in that conversation uh, competition. How big a conversation was that with the board to keep keep the tradition of playing in that tournament? How big? How big was it? Or, um... How, well, for how big it's, it's a no-brainer. Well, yeah, let's not be kidded. Um, I don't want to go and talk. Um, well, obviously, I'm going to go and talk about it. So um, we've kept the Beave Junior's name as part of it because I think it's very important to remember where you came from. Right? Yeah. Um, now, I can understand why people would get rid of it. I totally get it. No problem. But for us, as, um, as, a, as a club, we sat and we spoke about it. And um, the Junior Cup is it's like holy grail, isn't it? It's just... Everybody loves it. It's so big for me. Um, all the boys talk about it. Everybody talks about Scottish. And, and do you know what? We don't know how long. This might even... You don't know. This might be the last one. Mm. It, it might It might not. It, you just you just never, never know. So um, oh, it means so much to the club. And the days, and it brings fans together when you get the big moments. And oh, listen, I, I'm not going to lie. It's been the best moments in, in my career anyway. So uh, the Junior Scottish Cup. So... Love to win it as a manager, and I'd love to celebrate with this bunch of this group, this group of players. I'd love to celebrate with them, lift my cup, you know. Yeah, de- definitely, Connors have been a, a good kind of thing for you to be part of the junior cup again after kind of two years off it. Say that again, mate. Sorry, has it been kind of good to be back in the kind of junior cup and playing against any of the best teams for outside the west and getting that kind of tradition back of playing in that tournament? I, I 100%. It's just before Covid hit. We'd managed to get ourselves into semi-finals. Yeah. That's the closest I've been. Mm-hmm. Every year, well, most years it was the quarters or whatever, and I'd never managed to just break that duck just to get into the semi-final. And then it's two legs, everybody could go either way. And I was buzzing. I was honestly, couldn't believe it. It was Even when we started back, it was getting into the semi-final against either Brody or Davo. I was still excited because it's the only thing I've never won. And the juniors, it's only thing I'm not one yet. And I'm de- honestly, mate, I'm desperate. <laughs> desperate. I'll do anything to get my hands on it. To be fair, it's the only thing I'm not going to the trophy cabinet. That's no. then, like you said, can I, having a good day up, can I take out of his unreal? Beef. There must, must have been some bus trap. Aye, no, it's honestly, even with the bunch of boys we've got, it's unreal. Mm. It's all a good laugh, it's not. There's no spitefulness. Everybody's in it together. Even if you didn't, even if the you didn't go on up there, everybody was having a good wee drink, the, a good wee beffy on the bus back down, and having a laugh. A few people had to sing their songs and that. Everybody joined in. Obviously, it's camaraderie. I can't even say that word. The togetherness, aye, <laughs> togetherness is is best, best, one of the best I've been in so far. We'll touch about your we'll touch about your careers as well. Obviously, you both came from kind of different backgrounds. But we'll start with you. Obviously, your playing career would be summed up for your time at Talbot. What was your kind of favourite memories? Your kind of early playing career before you went to Talbot. Right, early memories. What like a boys club or what? I like when you obviously went to Kelly Ross County and things like that. Like, what was your kind of highlights there? Well, oh, listen, see before that, even before I went to come out, so my proper highlight would be at school when um, school team was lucky enough to win the Scottish Cup three years in a row. 
Um, we had a great school team. Um, <laughs> I know, Connor, I was actually thinking that when you said you had the one one, I was going to. Hey, give me one. <laughs> but I was going to <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I that was pro- that was amazing when I was a youngster. You know, it was brilliant. And um, growing up playing with a school team, and then moved to Kilmarnock and played with like uh, Jamie Hamill, Stephen Naismith, um, Cammy Bell. Big players that actually went on and had a right good career and made a good Kilmarnock side and I loved it and it was great. It was uh, funny because uh, the head of youth was um, Alan Robertson and uh, obviously we, we, <laughs> we played Bonington uh, weeks ago. I think to myself, I never thought it would be a scenario where um, I'd be managing and he'd be managing a team, uh, you know, after he pied me. But um, <laughs> And then I moved to Ross County, mate, and um, I loved it. I was there for two years, stayed away from home, 16 year old, and um, I loved it. It was an experience. Um, had a really good education there. You had the likes of John Rankin. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying Sean Higgins is educating me, but aye, Sean Higgins, <laughs> Davey Winters. Um, aye, and then obviously the likes of Craig Campbell, the boy Steve McKay, and then you had Don Kiwi. You know, you just had right good pros that went on in some career at Ross County, and it was some place. I actually thought it benefited me going away from all my distractions here and just going and concentrating in the gym and my fitness and uh, it was great loved it and then I decided to come back home an absolute immature idiot but hey listen that's what happens in it and I wouldn't have been at Auckland Lake if I never Auckland Lake obviously is the kind of take the best best time of the most successful time of your career so some teams just played in as well obviously the we'll touch a bit in the the one particular game I want to touch on we've got a great story but what was your kind of favourite memories your time at Auckland Lake what was your favourite what like just Aye, just the ones that stick out. Just when you think of your time at Auckland Lake, what sticks out to you? Um, the open-top bus, to be honest with you, mate. The open-top bus coming down the street is just a moment, and it's as if time stops. And um, it's just unbelievable. It's, pff, what have I seen? Turning that corner at a pub just before the hotel, and oh, my word, did you see? Uh, it's just tremendous. There's no better feeling, you know? Um, and um, some of the memories... Are coming into that social club as well, and listen, rightfully so. The fans, no matter what, do you know, I, I think that was maybe one of the biggest reasons why Auckland still do what they do all the way to the end of games. Because so you get into that social club and you've no won or you've no done well, it's not a nice place. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, to you, it's no nice. It's not as if it's all friendly. Oh, well done, and they don't they don't tell lies to your face. I'll tell you that. You're, if you if you're honky tonk, they'll tell you. <laughs> you're honky tonk, and that's it. And, uh, that's the last thing you want to be told when you've just been scudded, you know. So, um, aye, the social club, some great moments, big wins, and everybody jumping about cheering you, standing ovations, you know. It's just what a feeling, you know. Togetherness yeah. is what Connor's talking about. It's about breeding togetherness, isn't it? So, the kind of guy responsible for that, you'd agree, is probably Tucker. Just how big an impact he had in your career. Tucker, Tucker's. Um, He's a mentality king. I'll be honest with you. He's a mentality king. He's just so good at it. Technically, rubbish. <laughs> Technically, rubbish. Like you'll never see him with a tactics board like that because that is not one bit he's interested in. But the other side of the game and how to work hard and be together and be a unit and oh, he's terrific and sees eye for the right type a person, no player, person is. The best you'll ever see. No, I don't think there'll be any better than him. You well, oh, that's you. Just look at it. Look how many times he signs a player and, and it raises his eyebrows. No, he can sign whoever he wants because he's proven it that many times that folk can't doubt who he signs. But sometimes you go signing, going, why are you signing him? Or 
he was terrible at that team, and then for you know he's brilliant. One of the best stories Shankers has told on here about the is about the about the rights to team in the back here and electricity bill. Is that true? Um, actually, it used to always have Elvis in an A4 bit of paper, so it used to be a picture of Elvis, <laughs> and then it would be the team, right? And you would always go, what is getting on? And then, honestly, we'd always go, aye, Melissa's picked this team, and then they go, Butch, you must be buying our sweets. I don't, you're on this team, <laughs> right? He was murder. He was murder for that. He was, he was, he was always saying his daughter Melissa wrote a team, and I, uh, Shanks is so right. He would, you would see him with his bookie pen and all that, and he didn't care. And he probably, I, I remember asking him, how come you've not done all that before you come? And he goes, oh, I need to call and see what the part's like. And, and then he goes, sometimes I turn up to the ground and I go, it's not the day for him. That's not the day for him. <laughs> you can be flying. You can be flying, scoring goals for fun. And you go, nah, he's soft. It's raining. It's windy. It's wet. He, nah, he's only got moldies with him. He's no playing. That's what he'd be like. He's oh, brilliant, honestly. Superb. Best, one of the best guys ever. He's so trustworthy, you know. And, ah, great. Great guy. Yeah, definitely. Connor, obviously you started out at Hamilton. What was your kind of memories of coming through at Hamilton? Uh, I'm trying to think here. I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> uh, no, first started there when I was 15. And I think I was, I was full time. When I started at 15, I was full time within six months. So I was, I was training with the first team these days. I was just I was thrown in right in the deep end. So I was I think I was I, I went away and played with Ireland. I never get picked for Scotland, wasn't good enough. So I went away and played with Ireland. And uh, as soon as I came back, I was straight into Hamilton, to be fair. And I was like I say, I was just training the first team every day. There was nothing there was in my eyes, my eyes were set on that anyway. And my eyes were set on becoming the youngest player to play for Hamilton. And then establishing myself there, keeping myself in the team every week. But it just it didn't work out like that at all. Even I, I could have ran the show for a full week in training and I still wouldn't have started on a Saturday for some reason when I was there. So it was a bit, I didn't act. As much as I enjoyed it, being full time, and I, I didn't really, I didn't enjoy my football as much as I should have. Nah. And then I enjoyed being about the boys more than I did playing. Aye. Right. You go on to then kind of Peter Head as well, and you obviously you're quite successful there. You've won one at Ibrox, won the league. Like, how good a experience was that to be at Peter Head? I well, I was I was in it Queen of the South, and somehow that didn't work out either. Yeah, and that, that was me after back of playing a run against with Hamlin. I got released, and then I went to Queen of the South, and they told me no. Right. I played a couple of games there, and then when I went to Peter Head. I think I played the first maybe four games, did all right, wasn't very, I can admit myself when I'm, I'm rubbish, I wasn't very good, but just sat in my position, played safe, and then get sent off against Clyde and never got a, never got a sniff after that, to be fair, just the odd sub-appearance, now and then, or get put on against these Sterling, just teams like that, teams we all white in the flare way, really, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I'd, but I'd, to be fair, loved every minute. Even when I was on the bench, loved every minute I've been there. The the club is it's pretty much the same as beef. They treat you with the utmost respect and they treat you like a king. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to go and do, 
So the the, the chairman up there is the one of one of the best guys I've met in football. We were out, we were out in a night out, and uh, I had a charity game the following day. We just won the league. We had to play the year dance, and then I get I was I was lost. I couldn't remember a single thing. Woke up rough as toast, and I had a charity game. I met to go didn't I? And I was like, nah, back to bed. Woke up and uh, I was going to follow the bus down the road, and uh, missed uh, missed the bus. Had to drive down to Peterhead. Uh, Drive out to Glasgow myself. Had no, it's not even that. Went to the went to the petrol station. Realised I had no money left. So I was like, I'll go to go into the club and see if anybody's still kicking about. And Roger was uh, I think it was a guy called Roger. Just handed me a hundred quid. I mean, I'd go and go and fill up your tank and get a munch and go down the road, pal. You've earned it. I was like, ah, happy days. Let's get one here. Connor, you owe Roger a hundred quid. No, they told me to keep it, to be fair. I said I'd game it back. <laughs> yeah, I'd game it back. I said, take out my wages and never. So I did. When they make a dent in the wages. <laughs> no. Why not? See, obviously, fact, the time at Peterhead as well. Who were some, kind of some of the best characters you played when you were up there? Definitely no Scotty McLaughlin. <laughs> 100% no Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> Rory, Rory was the best one, to be fair. Funny, funniest guy ever. Walk in a Saturday, look about the dressing room, go, I'm scoring two today. That confident, he'd walk on, walk in the park and score two. Ah, could be Is possible. he one of the best players you played with? Eh, uh, he's, uh, he's up there. He's still doing it at Cove. He's still doing it at Cove, isn't he? Aye, aye, he's not the best, he's probably not the best player I've played with, but he's up there, technically up there. Way, the one that's in my head, the best player I've played with. Who you got? Uh, James McArthur. Hamilton. Hamilton. What was that? What was that like as well? Like, see, like playing, playing with likes of them. Did you know they were going to go on and make it the way they did? I thought McArthur would. Everybody, there was a bit when I first went. There was, there was a big fuss of run, run McCarthy, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it. I just seen McArthur as the standout. It, honestly, to see the way he worked in training, it was unbelievable. Even after training, and it so he was so obsessed, is the word. He was obsessed with wanting to be bigger, stronger, better than everybody else. And I think it, it's proved that he's at Crystal Palace now. Yeah. Let me train him, Connor. Let me train him. <laughs> I'll set Larry on you. <laughs> But see, obviously that that Auckland Lake team that that done so well and won junior cups and played in the Scottish Cup. Who sticks out for that team as the kind of best players you played with? Oh, you can through it. Do you know what? It's like different eras, mate. It's nah. crazy. It is. You know what I mean? So I I need to break it down. We probably when you look at it, you're you're looking at the likes of Stuart Davidson and Brian Slaven. Probably for me, they were at the heart of their team. And um, I okay, the only flair players were. I'll tell you what, when you were in a battle and you needed to mix it, there was nobody better. And um, Arnie at Lagsen, and everybody forgets, Arnie could play, by the way, and I'm talking about could play. He was tremendous, get the ball down, he could pass it. He had vision, but he had heart, he had guts, he worked. You know, he was an all-round centre midfielder. He was class, but Brian Slavin sort of stole the show with being the captain and he would heed our was and all that, wouldn't he? He was just one of the brave guys. I Not all captains wear capes, but Slaves did. Um Especially at that time for Auckland Lake. So, uh, them in the early days, I would say it was them too. 
but then you moved and Gums was superb. See when Gums came, oh, he took yeah, his yeah. turn. Level, you know, I hate saying that as well because he's an absolute donut. But um, <laughs> he is. But what a player, honestly. See, and it just shows you everybody had sort of doubted him. Whatever he went to different clubs and he wasn't at it. Rob Roy, you know, KI he was doing all right. And Tucker got me, made him an absolute machine. He was the, one of the fittest guys in the league. And I'm thinking, David Gormley and fitness really don't go in the same sentence. And no. he'll tell you yourself, but look at the state, look at the condition. I Tucker made him get in because he knew if he wasn't in that condition, he wouldn't play. It was as simple as that. You look at it now, one of the best strikers in the league, Graham Wilson, right? And I know he's no played recently and stuff, but for the last few years, he's been very consistent. He couldn't get in. Couldn't get in because of him and Mulkey. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get in because of the, the standards, you know, so it just shows you how. So I'd probably say, aye. Okay. Gormley took us to a different level. No Mulkey. <laughs> Butch, again, see, obviously, when you were into the into the coaching side of it, was that a lot of kind of Tucker's advice as well? Like, kind of getting you, was that always the next step, talking like? What, from going from Auchinleck to coaching? Sort of uh, idea. Was that always the kind of plan when you were, the kind of next stage of your career was like going into co- the coaching side of it? No. Was it not? No, it wasn't. No, it's obviously went to Pollock for two years. And, Aye. Um, but it was never ever a consideration when I left Paul. I left, I stopped playing because Scott had no time. I had no time. My partner was, and then I took a manager's job and oh my God, I wish I get told about time and management, honestly. Manager will be laughing at me. They're now going, oh, he was naive and he's got no time for playing, but he's got to take a manager's job on. Crazy. But um, no, it wasn't even it wasn't even a consideration for me then. And I was and it, it fell on my doorstep and I couldn't even knock it back and it's been brilliant. I've loved it. I loved How did it, it come was, about? How did it come about you you got the job? I, I just got phoned um for a fine gentleman called um, Jim Brown. He phoned me and he just said, Look, listen, would there be something that you'd be interested in? Would you like to interview for the job? And uh, and do you know what? It wasn't at the time until he phoned me. And I, do you know what? It's maybe somebody showing you a wee bit of faith and saying, look, we've been thinking about you rather than me been thinking about them. And maybe I've just gone, hey, let's see what this is all about. And, well, you know, I've got a job. Um, I, it was great, but also strange at the same time because you look at the, the team that I took over, I probably played against them for years, years playing against them. And majority of the team was older than me. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a strange dynamic, but one thing I will say, every single one of them were superb with me. They were great, absolutely brilliant, and it's just testament to to the team and the boys that they were. They were brilliant, every one of them. I mean, honestly, absolutely brilliant. They were superb, and I know there's been a lot of changes, etc. But every single one of them were great when I walked in the door. You know, there wasn't any big egos, and, and as Connor said, we went into semi final with Scottish for the right reasons. It was like everybody stuck together and they took the training on board and I think that helped. Connor will probably tell you a bit different, but I think that helped. That that I think they helped with the intensity of the training and the boys actually enjoyed being there on a Monday and Thursday when I was there. No, forget about what happened before or whatever, but when I was there, they actually enjoyed being there at the training. I might be wrong, but I, I feel as if that was our biggest benefit. Yeah. Connor, obviously you went to the you went went to Arthurley after you left Peterhead. What was your kind of thought, thoughts when you first heard that you are you could Go down to Arthur. Uh, well, I got offered a new, I got offered a new contract at uh, Peterhead, but see, because right. I wasn't playing, I wanted to enjoy my football. But most importantly, I needed a job because I knew football wasn't the path that I was on anymore. So I, I my first thoughts were to get a trade behind me, and 
funny enough, I was in at Pollock before that. I was meant to go and sign with Pollock, and I ended up signing Marthley. Rivals. Uh, do, what? Rivals. <laughs> I'm no Pollock. No, <laughs> uh, no I was meant to sign with him. <clears throat> I ended up going to Arthley because there was a guy, Billy Peacock. Uh, I think he might be still at No, he wouldn't be at Glaston. Maybe it's in Caddocks now with Southie. Um, he was in Turner access and he's like, I can get you into a scaffolder's job. I like, aye, okay. Sounds good. Wish I was totally regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Still no, doing it this day. To be fair, he got me a job and then I was like, well, I'll sign here. That's it. You've got me a job. You've, they're paying me a full-time wage virtually because Billy got me that job. I was like, ah, brilliant. So, I think I stayed there for doing a bit year. One of the West, to be fair, but every year was great relegation. Nightmare. What a team we had, by the way, I know. To see individually, what a team. But see together, wow. Want to fight each other every week, to be fair. And that, that was the only thing that was wrong with that team. Because every, see every player that left individually, all went to a better team than Arthur. And Jane well, Arthur will bounce back to that. Jane, they're obviously started really well this year. Jane, they will go up and kind of be where they kind of should be, probably up towards the top of the league. I think they'll, I think they'll come up. I think that's the team will come up for that week. Uh, Sign brilliant, to be fair. Uh, I think they... What was that? Uh, there was a few people in the background that shouldn't have been there. And I think there was a few things happening that shouldn't have happened. When I was there, I think that's all changed now since that new manager's went in. I think he's just went in, cleared all out and started afresh, which was the best thing that could have happened to him, to yeah. be fair. Obviously then you've been on to Bead and you've kind of, you're still there to this day. Like, what's your favourite kind of memory so far of your time at Bead? Winning the league. By a long shot. Mm-hmm. But last day of the season, playing Govan at home, we needed Talbot to draw or get beat. And but our game had finished about 10 minutes earlier and the whole place was dead. But no, during the game, the whole place was dead. Even when we were 6-0 up. And then all you heard was fans going after not 2-1. Okay. So we even got a lift for that. Started battering them, even more what we were. And then all of a sudden, final whistle goes, where everybody's on the pitch. And then we're all waiting. Two each. Everybody's going after not. And then... Somehow, Twitter went just totally blank. Nobody could see FT, Cumnock and Talbot, two each. Nobody knew if it was full-time or half-time. And as soon as, they heard, as soon as we heard the final whistle went, honestly, what a day. All went back up. All went up to Beave, into the pubs. Everybody banging bevy, parading the cocktail to them all. Everybody loved it. It was a, everybody was on the pitch. And somehow we had the trophy at Beef. And all that day. They must have knew. Calling it, they were calling it uh, Panda Saturday, Fiat Panda Saturday. Aye. <laughs> Transit vans. <laughs> Bro, they still talk about it, don't they, Connor? They love it at the club and listen, it must have been a big oh, moment. And it brilliant is. Honestly, see me, see me, that's, that's a good thing about me. See me, they won a trophy. You go back to these places and everybody's just, it's so, it's good to see that you're putting smiles on people's faces. Just be kicking the ball about winning trophies and bringing success to a, a club like Beef is because it means so much to them because it's a small knit community down there. It's not the biggest of places, 
And I think it, I think it means so much to them that we've won a trophy just as much as it means so much to us for winning a trophy. Yeah. I've given a few of my medals away for winning trophies to fans. And the, yeah. the fans I've had is unreal. So it is. Brilliant. Right, we'll move on to the, the, kind of, the round of the show where we, we put you in the spot. Obviously, it's uh, where the manager will give you the quick-fire questions round and then the player we do the teammates round. So we'll start with the quick-fire questions round with Butch. You ready here? Oh, All good. Mate, here we go. Hey, right. keep him here. This is the worrying bit. On we go. First, first and foremost, Stephen Gerrard or Ange Postacoglu? I'm leaning bottled about Rangers and Shelley, but I'm a Liverpool fan, so Stevie G all day. <laughs> How much has the infrastructure changed at the club since you first went in? Oh, massive, aye. Massive. The changing rooms, etc. And um, um, what I would say is I've seen other clubs and um, there's no jealousy at all. I, um, I wish everybody all the best and our club needs to move at the rate where it's comfortable for us financially, etc. And yeah, we try to progress absolutely. There's always continued improvements all the time, but the, the difference between the changing rooms and the facilities and the, the, the environment that we can build for the players with physio rooms, etc. It's just, it's a new level now. It's brilliant. It's super. We can corner all vouch for that as well. It's, it's super. It's brilliant. It is. It's tremendous. It, I can't speak highly enough for them and, and the effort, but it's not just that. It's they maintain the standard. It's not like, all right, it's all shiny and new, and then before you know it deteriorates, they're maintaining the standard and keeping it at a high level. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. How big is the club's ambitions to move up the ladder on the pyramid system? Massive. Well, my ambitions is massive. I like to win every, I win every, I'm not tough, I'm terrible. I just, I like to win at training, I like to win everything. It's just all about winning. Um, but without a doubt, um, I know some clubs, if, if we're being really honest, I know some clubs will be a wee bit mindful and thinking, can they financially afford it in the first couple of years? You know, you ride that wave and you get that excitement, but um, it's sustaining that and keeping that, that standard. But yeah, without a doubt, the club standard is what to be as high as you can. And um, see if it wasn't, everybody would have stayed in the Junior League. Everybody's moving to the west of Scotland because there's that carrot now. So see for them that says that they don't, I'm not, they're kidding themselves on, or maybe they've just moved because everybody else was, but for us, being one of the teams that are going and competing over the last few years, we want to succeed massively. You can pack three players for your rivals in the Premier Division. Who would you sign? You know, that's quite difficult, isn't it? Because, oh, you're like, oh, you play against them. I'll probably, right, I'll pick three boys that I've played with um, that are still currently playing, right, that are fantastic. I'd probably pick Nicky Little because I think that um, one... Moth try to take Fraser, so haha, Moth, we're taking him. <laughs> um, so I uh, would take Nicky Little because I played with him. Um, not just how he can score goals at important times, but he's such a right good lad with a right good mentality. He's just he's terrific, mate. He's just a nice guy. He is. He's just a genuine hard bottom guy, and he's terrific as well. Um, Sean Fraser at Pollock, I think very similar. Where if you look at him in the big moments within Pollock, it's always his name that pops up with the either controversial or positive, but mostly positive. He's been about the game a long time and he's, he's got a terrific attitude. He's fantastic. And keep the ball off you in a phone box, if I'm being honest with you. He's brilliant. And um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Mark Shanklin. Because... He'll be positive. I need one, but like, <laughs> look, I could easily sit here and go, oh, Andy Leishman, right? Andy Leishman. And, um, but everybody says Andy, but big Andy's... Everybody would say that, right? But Shanks is a game changer. Look at him the last three, four, five weeks and 
I was speaking to Tucker yesterday about him, and I was just saying, it's just terrific. Like, it just comes on and changes a game like that. Like, is it, it's too consistent for him. He's top level, and um, Mark's the best trainer I've ever, ever seen, or ever trained with, like, ever. He's, see if you see him live in, in training, and sometimes you just want to grab him and go, what are you doing? Like, how are you not doing that on the park all the time? Like, what, what are you doing? He is one that could have went to the next heights, and he knows that himself, probably. He probably says that himself, but um, he could have went next level. He was ter- he's terrific. Best player played with? David Gormley. Who's the worst? Who's the worst that I've played with? Willie Boyd. <laughs> Plays with Talbot now. Is he be fair to Willie? He was really consistent. He was always the other team's best player. He was brilliant, man. He was so good for that. He was great. Um, he's all Willie Boyd is always the best. <laughs> he's great. I'm like kid, Willie. I'm not really bad. <laughs> Favourite manager in the league? Favourite manager in the league? Um, I'm not going to go with Tucker. Uh, Favourite manager in the league? I don't know. Favourite manager in the league? That's a hard one, isn't it? I, like, I, I quite like Dan Henderson. I think he's honest. Um, I know a lot of people say that, but um, I really like Dan. I think he's just an honest speaking guy. Um, doesn't he? I've, I've played with most of the managers. I've played <laughs> against most of the managers, but um, I, Dan, Dan's probably... To, to sit in the fence, I'd probably say that I, I've got a lot of time for Dan. And, um, but you've got right good managers now. Like some off, speaks very well. Mick speaks very well. You know, you're just looking at them and you're thinking of the players. And they just they speak so well and they're bringing, promoting us. It's brilliant. It's superb. Um, I think we've got a real good. But you look at it, it's all managers or boys that have played at this level and know this level. Yeah. That's what I really like about it. It's, like, aye, it's, it's good. Win the league or win the Scottish? Scottish. Best character you've you've had the dressing room. Derry Anderson. Derry Anderson. Derry Anderson used to have a swag bag. Um, uh, you'll not mind me saying it. Um, do you know Dale? Do you know who I'm talking about, Scott? Do you know? I know the name. I, I know. I know of him. Yeah. He's the head of youth at Morton now. Um, yeah. He's been a fan of my long time, and I. Derry Anderson, and he was always one for bringing roadkill into boys' bags and all that. He would pick it up. <laughs> He made me pick up a deer one time and put it in the back of my boot. Absolute idiot. But it's it just that's what he was like. He, venison. He'd be like, get that back in, and he knew a butcher. And oh, he's just, <laughs> just, just always up to any good. And then a night it was brilliant. I remember one time when it was a testimonial. I've got a picture of the big man get a big afro wig, and he's got a string vest and comes in in his pants with his bag and chips and egg doing it and all that. He's like, right, what's happening, Tucker? Back in the day, like, he's just that. Brilliant, superb. He was great for the Chairsman. We'll move on to Connor. Connor, we'll ask you these questions, and obviously, Butch, you can agree or disagree, and you can have a, a we say to any answer Connor gives. All right, Connor, you ready for these? Yep. Who's the best trainer at Bees? Oh. Stuff you two. Depends when he trains, but. Two, two, two that's one more than me. Nicky. Nicky is very good in training. Very simple, very effective. Very money. Very, very money as well. And Steg, maybe. Would you? Steg, I'd say. Steg's always very consistent in training. No, no, no so much good at shooting, but brilliant at everything else. <laughs> That's a hard one, I know, but everybody trains well. 
Everybody trains well. We Josh Powell's electric in training. We Josh Powell is electric in training. Needs to learn how to pass the ball, but very, very good in training as well. It's as a hard one. Everybody. But I said a bit of raging with you, Connor. He'll be raging. He'll be sitting here like, what? I would say, but see, within heat, the tempo that he trains at is um, very, very high and very, very consistent. Um, the energy in that he gives, but it sparks the rest days to kick on sometimes, I believe. Um, but you're right, we do a lot of boys train well. Again, it's hard because even Danny Neal, Danny Neal's one of the best trainers. He's 100% training. I think he had to pull out two weeks ago because his legs were killing him. He'd run about that much. You know what I mean? So it's hard because everybody puts in the effort just as much as the next person. Yeah. Everybody walks off knacker, so it's it's hard. That's a hard thing. I would even say myself. <laughs> what? And the next question I think gets coming. Who's the team hard man? <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that one. <laughs> that's easy. Fries will hate me for this one. Larry. Larry McMahon. Go through a brick wall. So you would. The boy would, obviously, it catch you. See if you take the ball off him, it just volleys you. Just volleys you for taking the ball off him. Wouldn't it, never pull out a tackle. Like you're, see a big game Saturday, Wednesday night we're training, five minutes left in training, Nady's been hurt, the 50 50 ball. Larry will snap your legs to get the ball. They'll go in 100% and just snap you to get that ball. Love it. I love it. <laughs> And Butch does the most... key foul, so. Who's the most skillful? Josh Fowler. Butch, would you agree with that? Uh, I would say he's so direct to me when he's on the ball, decision making at times. Chops. And he's very. Aye. And see, to be fair, and another one that could probably. Stephen Noble, I'm not joking you. It's <laughs> Nick Chop. He's like, he's, like a, he's like a wizard with the ball at his feet. He, he, see if that boy could run, he'd be tremendous. I think goes by his after Nori. That's annoying. You know where he's going. You know where he's going. You can't stop it. Who's the quickest player? Josh Fowler again. Who's the slowest? <laughs> Me or uh, Steg? Mate, it's going, to be, it's going to be Steg, man. He's got a replacement hat. <laughs> me, I, me or Steg. Maybe Ali, but <laughs> Ali's fat on everybody, so <laughs> makes him look quicker. Who's the best character? Nicky's, Nicky's a bit negative for me, so no him. Uh, best character? Happy or Dale Burgess? I I'd have went for a just pure dry humour humour, Kenny McLean. Aye, even I Kenny as well. They they three up there. They three are the funniest. Easy. He, he's probably yeah, a guy that you wouldn't think is funny, and he is. Oh, he, <laughs> his timing is impeccable. Sometimes it makes you cringe, but he's just he does not care. Not not he does not he doesn't care. He, he genuinely doesn't care. Tiny <laughs> put the ball on the boat on Wednesday. <laughs> went miles away. He went, aye, aye. Tiny, that's on me, eh? Talk to me. Tiny <laughs> crosses it, shouts, Kenny! And it goes miles away and Kenny went, aye, Tiny, you were shouting on me. 
Unreal. He, uh, oh, sorry. He, <laughs> see, one night after training, uh, a woman and Maggie used to cook his food, but she made him this big pot of pasta. Kenny just went like that, boom, put it in his mouth. Maggie just went and scalped him with a big <laughs> ladle full of pasta right there, man. Oh, it's a new Puma tracky. Frank's <laughs> <laughs> pancan or tomato sauce or whatever. <laughs> Who's the teacher's pet? Oh. Oh. Dale. Dale Burgess. Probably fair Easy. Easy. Well looked after. Because he's coming into a good bit of form now, you know. It had to be at the start because he was honky. Oh, Danny, actually. Maybe Danny and he One of the two. Between the two of them. Nah, when he say Danny, was. When he say Danny, was. See, oh. you got more than Danny. No, no. That <laughs> that night, that night in life, you, you too must have had a hearty heart for a good six years. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Danny was channeling his inner man marking skills. That happened that night. <laughs> oh, superb. Right, we have opened the floor up to some friends of both of you. And as always, we, we try and get some dirt. And by God, we've got a few a few lines here. But we'll we'll start with Connor. We've got lo- loads in Connor from, from our Peter Head days is the first thing I've got. You could ask him about Magaluf after we won the league. Oh... I was a Billy big time when I played my bought a bottle of shampoos and everything. Looked in our bag. <laughs> and I, we looked in our bag just before the play went off and seen the wind bonus had been in. I was like, oof, hello. <laughs> Straight on the plane. I was sitting down. Susie took off. Killed out. Bottle of shampoos. Right in the plane. And then, there was one day. We're all, we're all out in pair of speedos so there was two boys in the team like that I've speaking to these two birds uh, these three birds got to go to the beach with them so I was like I'm not going in these things man I'm changing so I got a pair of shorts bought a bottle of Audi couldn't remember a single thing after that couldn't remember anything I was stoning down Magalus spewing everywhere with a fish and tuna shirt on <laughs> is it crap shirt night that was short night and I've stolen about no phone or nothing. Some the one of the boys have got my phone to text this lassie. I'm like, honestly, who, who would take my phone? Why you know to text your name? I was like, ah, no. So I eventually found them, right? I was like, ah, man, I need to go home, man. Said to stop. Walked all the way down just to go all the way back up the road, still waiting. Had to go. Fishing tuna shirt and a pair of speedos, some like, mate. Yeah, we get kicked out of our hotel. We had to go find a new hotel. A new hotel after eight hours of being there. Eight hours of being there, we get kicked out because the, the substitute keeper. We're going on holiday with you. No, it was the me. It was the me. I tell you that, man. I just walked into your room and it was upside down. I was like, no way, man. Honestly. We've got another one here as well about your time at Peterhead. Can you ask Connor to show you the doogie dance? <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not done it in about seven years and I won't do it again. Unless I'm where's the story behind that? Uh, wait. Who, who's Boogie? Doogie? Teach me how to doogie. <laughs> Teach me how to doogie. Uh, 
Oh, what was it? We were, we were on the bus anyway, and I was like, I, Scott McLaughlin was like, show me your dance moves and that. So I was like, ah, and he started videoing me, it's on YouTube and everything, man. <laughs> that stupid young boy being naive as hell, man. Dancing on a bus, he's sitting recording me. Everything, man. I, I think there was a few cameras on me, to be fair. Had highlights and everything. I was like, ah, what am I doing looking back yeah, at that? that. On YouTube, man. It's We'll find that and post a link and we can show everybody that. That would be great. And if you want, I don't mind that. <laughs> That's class. Who sponsors you and what? who votes for you in the man of the match? I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I know who's asked this, actually. Chris Irvin. That'll be Chris Irvin's questions. I'm not saying. I'm not declaring. <laughs> my, dog, my dog and my niece sponsor me. <laughs> Along with somebody else. I think it's Sally, maybe. And what was our part of that question there? The, who sponsors who votes? You? Who votes for the man oh, of the match? The full penalty. Full penalty, you get by in corner. <laughs> Tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Gary from get, loves me. His dog's got a Twitter account and everything for it. Oh, so, yeah. I, yeah. I'll tell you something, right? Which took me off about two weeks ago against Boring. My mom walked by Burnham. <laughs> Hey, well, no, he was having one. It's shocking. <laughs> She's Wait. like, who am I going to vote for this week? <laughs> <laughs> We've got one one for you here, Butch. Ask Butch about his TikTok dancing display. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. It wasn't even men as well. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? TikTok famous, mate, just in case you didn't know. I'm, I'm, He's doing I'm, I'm a I'm a big deal. I'm a big deal. Now I'm part of lockdown and that as well. So my daughter loves it. She loves the dancing and doing different things in there. Um, so we've done a family one. I've cut a family ones, but probably the latest one that you're talking about is um, it was at uh, Lee Cochrane's wedding, and um, I before you know it, it went everywhere, and I had people from my work, directors from my work, saying, I'm "Sitting here watching TikTok, and here comes a bulging up," and I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> "That's the time you go like, come on, have a look at yourself, you know." But I'm never going to change. I'm just still going to do it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's good fun. Right. We've got a few quite, We've got a few things here for former teammates of yours, and I think you'll know straight away as soon as I say that's who it's from. Okay. Ask Butch about the matching tattoos with boys. <laughs> so, um, right. So, oh, Benidorm was always a thing that we went for after the Scottish Cup final. So, um, and there was a few Scottish Cup finals. So, we ended up getting a few tattoos, and it was brilliant. So, we had a few matching ones. But um, so Spenny, we went to Spenny Stag do we get Spenidorm on my arse. Right, so that's it's been mentioned in the show, right? It's been mentioned, right? So obviously Spenny never got it, which is just embarrassing, isn't it? That's really <laughs> embarrassing if I'm being honest. It's your stag do, you need to get your tattoo, you donut. But probably the best one, right? The story if, if I've got enough time. So I'll, yeah. I'll try and be quick, right? So we've got um I've got lips in my chest, right? And um we wanted it like the emoji on um on the iPhone. So we had the white bit as your skin and it's just red. It's just red. That's what we asked for. Oh, my God. This looks as if they've got cold sores and everything on it. It's terrible, <laughs> right? It's shocking. Right, so we, we Ali Park, big gold day. So I'm big Martin the gold He's in first because he's the softest dude as well. So if he gets it, I know that me and Ali will go and get it. But if Martin was to see what it looked like, he would bottle it and no go. So he's sitting there on the chair and he's, he's got it done and he's, we're steaming and he's like, through the window, thumbs up. And me and Ali are like, that's the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life. 
brilliant. So then obviously Mick McGinn, who's there, who's um, a bit older than us, and uh, he was uh, the physio. He's in, and uh, we're all steaming, and he's like, I've not got a tattoo, and I want a tattoo. Aye, that's fine, all right. So Mick goes in and he says, I want one of these scrolls and all the Wayne's names on it. And uh, <laughs> big old, he pipes up, Mick, put my name in the boat, mate, and I'll pay for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Mick, old guy, dude, he's wanting all the names he's waiting. He's like, right, Matt, I'll deal. And I'm thinking, I can't let this happen. I can't let this happen to this guy. You know, I can't let this happen. Big old, he's up for it. I put my name on it, I'll buy it. <laughs> Brilliant. Super. Another couple here. Ask him about his dodgy dress sense. Oh, wow. Great question. <laughs> I love it as well. I love it. Like, I love, I, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I love making an arse of myself because I know I'm doing it. So, um, I don't know why. I just love it. It is, it's dodgy. I've been slaughtered it for my whole life. I get slaughtered for it the last night out. Everything. Everything. The boys came me. Absolutely terrorised. I just don't care. It doesn't bother me. At Christmas, I get full Christmas suits a lot. I just love it. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> this is one, I think this is one of the best stories I've ever be, I've ever received in anything. This is brilliant. And you need to, you need to get in depth on here. Yeah. Ask, ask Butch about going on strike for about 10 weeks after the Hearts game. Yeah. Oh, right. So you like that story, do you? I like that. Aye, that's a belter. <laughs> Oh, right. Do you know what? I'm going to keep it quite humorous, right? Because I could go serious. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no guy there. I'm going to hold my tongue and no data. Aye, um, aye. I, I, I thought it would have been better than myself, but I. So I went on strike, obviously, because I was not happy with certain things or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I ended up just being me. Ended up just being me. Everybody's up for it. And then, uh, I ended up just being me and me being allowed. My pride get the better of me, and I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. If I say it, I'm, I'm doing it. And then um, I, I had to go back to Tucker and say, hey, what's happening? Come on, am I coming back or what? And uh, to be fair, he was brand new with me. He slapped me in the back of the heat. He put me in the bench for a few bit and ran the balls off me for a wee while. But apart from that, yeah, it was all good. He actually, I spoke to him yesterday and he actually said to me, hi, Brian, um, how are you getting on? And I, I hope uh, the boys go and strike three or four times when you've got them. And I was like, I on, I on. So, aye, it's no bad, to be fair, I. Scott, I'll tell you the full story and I fight. I'm not... I'm not it's bad. a belter. It's, it's up there with the best I've ever heard. But we've got a final one here for Connor. Do you set your alarm to get on the, the media manager's case when the when the highlights will be out? <laughs> yeah, that's not even me. My ma, see my ma, she, sometimes she can't make a game. So, seems she doesn't make it, she's on my case to ask questions. So, I'm straight on to the... I'm straight on to Callum. Like, when's they up? When are they up? Yeah, that or sometimes it's me when I score a worldie. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I see that. Get it on. That's it. Really, <laughs> one more, just just a quick one. It's just actually come through in the, the past couple of minutes. Ask Connor about his left-footed free kick. I wonder who asked that. So, playing Peter's all away, we got a free kick on my side. So it'd be more suited for a left footer. And I was like, no what, man, I'm, I'm hitting up my left. So <laughs> Darren Ramsey's here with me, right? And Darren Ramsey likes to reverse it back to the keeper for that angle. But I'm, I'm mostly only free kicks. Nobody ever really comes and challenges it when I'm happy to go and let, let them hit it. So I was like, ah, bugger it, I'm hitting my left foot. And he's like, no, you're no. So I'm, so I'm standing at the left foot and Johnny Muller's screaming on, you see them? 
Which he did. See, everybody hit that. You better not be hitting that. <laughs> Boom. Turn it into the five aside, bitches. For <laughs> <laughs> my life, but He's doing that. Johnny's done it. Johnny started shouting at uh, Stephen Noble and no me. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> even notice Stephen Noble. Well, you're not looking at that, man. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Tried it. Didn't work. Again? Yes. Finally, just before we finish up, obviously you've got a big game <coughs> Saturday, and Saturday at home with Clyde Bank. But how big is that game and how big a win would that be if you've got the, the victory there? Oh, it'd be massive for it. It would lead us into, obviously we've got two cup games after that, so it, it, it'd lead us nicely into that. And then obviously we want to try and go as um, winning football matches as much as we can, no matter who we play. But Clybank have been doing really well and you, they've got they were in the groove I okay had a couple of results or whatever you can, but you can bounce back easily for that um, they've got real real good talent good players great threat better togetherness that I can see within the squad you know so um, I, it's, ma- it's massive for us Scott a bonus for you it is and um, they came up, they came here a bit last year and put us out of the Challenge Cup an extra time as most touched on and um, I it's a big test for us um, one that we're really looking forward to Um and we've not been that consistent with maybe the top teams within the top of the league. So I'd, I'd want to be more consistent with the efforts and the, the results, I would say, against the teams at the top of the table, to be honest with you. Definitely. Connor, what's your thoughts going on Saturday in the next kind of few weeks? How big in the next few weeks? Obviously, a couple of cup games in there as well. Uh, massive, massive, to be fair. Uh, when you look at the table, it's quite tight-knit, running about where we are sitting now. So I think three, point, three points goes a massive long way to taking us up, up the table and being amongst the top five, six teams. I think that, that it drags us into it a wee bit more. Um, and it, again, it builds morale going into two big cup games. Two big cup games. It, it doesn't matter. You need to be in the heart for the next round. So everyone's big. Every round's massive for us to go because at the end of the day, we want to be going playing in finals and winning them. So, and... Touching on Saturday, big three points. That's it. You need to go and win the game. You need to go and win the game. Yeah, definitely. But all we can do is wish you best of luck for the season ahead. It's been an absolute pleasure if he's on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Scott, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, just to uh, finish off, um, there's a testimonial game going on on Sunday the 14th. It's Big Sheza, absolute yes. club legend, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just to give him a bit of recognition. He was absolutely terrific when I came in. Uh, terrific when I played against him. Actually, I hated playing against him, to be honest with you. What a gentleman and a guy. So if everybody could come on the 14th of November down to Bellsdale for a half-long kickoff and support the big man because he's been a legend within the game and he's won major honours, it would be fantastic, mate. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll echo that. We'll post a link to the... If, if there's a link to obviously get, in, get involved in that, we'll post that on the, the de- description on the channel. But again, it's been an absolute pleasure to you both on. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Love that, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, Connor. It's Cheers, as well. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our social media pages and follow our podcast channel and YouTube channel. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. We'll see you soon. Cheers.